It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Welcome back, everybody, and today we are joined by a very special guest. His name is Garrett Spain, and he covers the Atlanta Braves, and he is the host of the Road to Atlanta podcast, and we are very excited to have him today. Garrett, man, how you doing today? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you? I'm hanging in there, man. I'm, I'm super excited to talk about the 2021 Defending World Champs, man. Uh, it was a hell of a run y'all had last year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's still kind of... Uh... It's still kind of crazy to think about because, you know, no one, you know, from July of last year, no one was expecting this at all, and it just came out of nowhere. And it's, you know, it's been a long, long time for the city to have a championship like that. Yeah, Garrett, man, uh, you know, before before we get into baseball, one thing I want to ask you is, is I'm, I'm super excited to get into baseball, but I want to ask you, how long have you been doing this stuff and uh, and the podcast, and I need to hear about this stuff, man. Yeah, so I would say that I started focusing on baseball full-time around right as the rebuild started, which would have been the beginning of the 2015 season. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been a baseball fan, obviously, my whole life, but that's about when we started that. And then the podcast, I want to say that was probably the next year, I think we started it up, 2016. We've only been going full-time for about three years you know there were a few years there where we were kind of in and out with it but yeah we've been doing the podcast for around three years and you know me full-time with the minor league system has been about 
seven or eight now. Mm, man, that's uh, that's awesome stuff, man. It's uh, I know I'm down here in Mobile, Alabama, so it is in the heart of Braves country, man. And uh, they're super excited. Uh, I told them that you were coming on all my all my listeners and followers, man, and and uh, they just started launching questions away. So. Uh, Garrett, man, the first thing I, I want to ask you is, you know, what happened over over the off season with Matt Olson and and that trade and Freddie Freeman going out to L.A. Man, can I get your thought? Can I get your thoughts on that? Yeah, so it seems like there was a lot of uh, contractual stuff that kind of really played into that between the agent and Alex Anthopoulos, and that seems mm-hmm. like. It, it seems like mostly the big deal was Anthopolis just kind of got fed up dealing with the agent for Freddie Freeman and mm. you know, decided to move on. Um, it was a tough trade, I think. It was a tough trade because the trade came before Freeman signed it, so it was kind of like yep. all of a sudden out of nowhere you have uh, Matt Olson getting traded and we're like, well, I guess Freddie Freeman's gone now and it's kind of, you know, that's a guy that's been an icon for the organization for, you know, a decade you know, to kind of lose one of those guys right mm-hmm. off of World Series was kind of a shocking thing, and especially with the prospect package they gave up. I mean, Shea Langoliers is mm-hmm. doing great things with the athletics right now. He's a guy that the Braves really thought that they were going to build around a catcher. They had to make, I guess, that decision. And, you know, it's I'm glad to have Matt Olson in the system, but it's unfortunate that it all went down the way that it did with Freddie Freeman. Yeah, man. Hey, and I'm headed up to Atlanta for my bachelor party, man. I'm, I'm going to watch Freddie's return. A um, couple of my buddies are big Braves fans, and, and we're excited to get up there to watch it. I can't wait to see the – well, I hope a, a standing ovation, right? Yeah. I'm not so sure yet. I, I, he's definitely going to get at least one standing ovation uh, when they give him the uh, World Series ring. Mm. After that, uh, we'll kind of have to see what happens. <laughs> Man, that's good stuff, Garrett. Hey, one thing I want to ask you, you know, I asked you about Freddie Freeman, and I want to hear about Matt Olson, man. I want your thoughts on Matt Olson, what kind of player he is, and and, uh, what kind of big things is he going to do for for this Atlanta lineup? Yeah, I mean, one of the good things with Olson is that he's not a huge step down from Freddie Freeman, if he even is at all. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, they were comparable last year, though. Earlier in their careers, Freeman was clearly the better of the players. Freeman had the MVP award, all of that thing. But you know, the good thing with Olsen is he can fill in offensively for Freeman in a way that really no other available option could. Uh, there was, there's no replacing Freeman, but having a guy in the system that, one, everybody loves. I mean, everybody in the organization raves about him. Everybody with the mm-hmm. athletics raves about him as a person. You know, a guy that can provide a big spark in the middle of the offense with his power. And a guy that can play really good defense at first base, that's something that's valuable, and those are all things that the Braves needed to replace when Freeman left. Now, mm-hmm. he doesn't quite, you know, he doesn't get on base as much as Freeman does, and that's something that's been kind of an issue with the Braves so far this season. But mm-hmm. And he's, you know, Olsen's been in a little bit of a slump lately, but Olsen can hit a ball a long way, and he can really light it up in a hurry. So he's a guy that, when he gets it going for the Braves, he can really drive that offense and carry it for a few weeks, and that's something that every team loves to have in there. Yeah, man, um, a special guy, a special player, and, and like you said, man, I don't think it's much of a fall-off. 
looking at Matt Olson, you know, he, he's a few years younger, and uh, he was putting up around the same production as Freddie, man. And, uh, you know, one thing about this this Atlanta lineup, I, I know they just got Acuna back, and, uh, I mean, he he looks damn good out there. He just, I mean, it looks like he hasn't lost a step. But, man, who in this who in this lineup are you looking at that needs to step up for the Braves and really get things going? really top to bottom they really need to step one guy that's really struggled this year is Adam Ruball and mm-hmm. I think one issue with him is, is he struggled with kind of carrying the defensive load in center field and hitting and that's a guy that the way he's hitting right now has really been a major hole in this lineup and mm. that's going forward he is going to have to hit better or the Braves are really going to be looking at a guy with him and Swanson kind of at the bottom of the order that aren't all that productive um and right now, I mean, the guy that's slumping really big, that's a major contributor to the offense, is Ozzy Albies. I mean, mm. he started off pretty hot early in the year with hitting home runs, and lately he just hasn't really looked the same. And he's had these streaks in the past, but right now he kind of ended last year on a bad streak, and he started this year on a bit of a bad streak. And the Braves really need him to produce because he's going to get a lot of key at-bats behind you know the top four in the order, and... If he's not producing, there's going to be a lot of guys that get left on base because he's not driving them in. Yeah, man. Garrett, I know one person you just mentioned in, in that little segment was Dansby Swanson, man. Uh, I get on social media, and, I mean, the Braves fans are just all over him. Uh, is You know, I know he's in a contract year. Is there any chance that he comes back to Atlanta next year? I think, I think right now – I would say he probably does. I think the question is going to be kind of, he does have the same age in his Freeman, so that's going to be an interesting dynamic to go through in the off season. But uh-huh. with him being from the Atlanta area, it seems like he wants to stay with the team. Okay. And that's a very valuable thing, is having a guy that wants to be here and wants to play for the Braves. And, I mean, he's arguably the best defensive shortstop in baseball right now. Uh, there's no real, it's hard to replace that sort of, guy that can be a keystone to your infield defense and I mean offensively we know what he is right yeah. he's, he's not going to be a key contributor to the offense but he's also going to be a guy that goes through streaks where he's fantastic and overall as long as he can kind of maintain being around average or a little bit below on offense he's going to be fine and I think mm-hmm. the Braves are going to have a hard time replacing his production without spending a whole lot more money than they're going to spend on Swanson. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's going to be an interesting dynamic, again, with the agent stuff and whether they're going to be able to give Swanson as many years as he may want. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not, you know, in the minor league system, you know, you look at a guy like Von Grissom and Brady Shoemaker. Grissom yep. is not, you know, it's probably a couple years away from contributing. And Shoemaker is, Shoemaker is, actually played very well this year. He's had some injury issues, but he's a good defensive player. Not as good as Swanson, but he's solid up the middle. He puts the ball in play a lot, way more than Swanson does. Uh, But I don't know if he's going to be ready next year. I really don't think Mm. he is going to be ready. And so they're in a situation where they have to have someone play their position, and it seems like Swanson is the best option. And that may end up with him getting extended purely because there's nowhere else really to go to get that upgrade mm, man Garrett the, you hit the nail on the head man that was uh Trey Weatherly I hope you heard that one man uh um 
Rick Kickler, I hope you heard that one. Uh, Garrett just hit it on the head, man. That was a perfect, perfect breakdown. Uh, Garrett, man, two guys I want to ask you down in that farm system about it is Michael Harris and Drew Waters. What are, what are the timetables looking like on those two guys, and could you give us a breakdown on each player? Waters is an interesting guy. He's had he's actually produced. He's played like five games this year, mm-hmm. and he's been really good in those. But he's been struggling with injuries, and okay. he's a guy that I know that the Braves want to succeed. Kind of now, he's on the forty man roster. He's a guy that they could call up immediately if he proves himself to minor league level. And if he does hit well this year, I think he will be up at some point this year. There's just enough in there's enough inconsistency in that outfield where. If he's hitting even a reasonable amount with his defense, he can really play center field, take some pressure off of Duvall, and um, solidify that defense a lot more in the outfield because that's been a major issue for them so far this season is that outfield defense. Mm-hmm. Harris is – Waters' issue is whether he's going to hit. He's had a lot of strikeout issues in the last couple of years, and he seems like a guy that's going to take a couple of years to figure out at the major league level. And it's a wonder as to whether the Braves will be willing to give him the opportunity to develop at the major league level while they're trying to win pennants. Mm. And if they lose patience with him, that could be an issue. I don't have a lot of doubts that he will succeed long term, but it's more of a question of how quickly will he succeed. Mm-hmm. He could be a guy that takes a couple of years to figure it out at the major league level, kind of like Chris Pache has been. And if they need to win as many games as possible right now, he may not be their best option, and they may have to find other options of what to do with him. Mm. Harris is a guy that I think will not have as much of an issue adjusting to the major league level. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a great approach at the plate. He's a fantastic hitter. He has great raw power. I mean, between the two, I think Harris is definitely the better player long term. He might even be better, the better player right now. I mean, there's a real argument to be made. He's the second or third best outfielder on the team like right now Mm. if you were to be called up I think the Braves are not going to bring him up this year simply because he doesn't provide enough of an offensive upgrade Mm. or defensive upgrade to be worth the service time that you're going to lose with him and and doing all of that and risking him coming up and struggling significantly but I think you're going to see him get an opportunity to win the starting spot in center field out of major league camp next year and i would i would place money on harris being the opening day center fielder 2023 he does really everything right he's a great base runner great hitter uh and he's got one of the better defenders in the league i mean he's not quite as good to christian pache defensively but he is not far off and he's gonna be a guy that's gonna anchor that outfield for a long time Man, Michael Harris, opening day 2023 starting center fielder. Love to hear that, Garrett. Uh, Man, I want to jump over to this pitching staff real quick, and and I want to talk about the emergence of Kyle Wright, man. Uh, Just absolutely filthy this year. Uh, lost a tough one to the Mets the other night, but but pitched a, a pretty damn good game, man. And and he has been on his uh, on his A game all year. Could you talk a little bit about Kyle Wright and uh, and how special he's been? Yeah, Wright, Wright was a guy that struggled for so long with the team, and mm-hmm. I, I think he's a, a really good option. What you're seeing from him this year is what they wanted to do with him last year was get him at the AAA level and just let him stay there because mm-hmm. they've had a lot of issues with bouncing guys up and down, and they struggle, and they immediately get sent down, and they get brought back up, and it's a lot of it's a lot of stress on a young pitcher, and it's hard for a guy to constantly adjust to new roles like that. 
now that Kyle Wright is stuck in a role, we're seeing the reason he was, you know, the fifth overall pick. He got a $7 million signing bonus. It's because he's a really, really good pitcher. And having that year to work in AAA has paid huge dividends. His stuff is just, is, he's attacking the zone in a way he wasn't before. He, in past years, he would do well for an inning and then kind of start nibbling at the corners. And this year, he's just mm-hmm. saying, my stuff is good enough that I'm going to get these guys out no matter where I throw them. So I'm going to throw it in the zone, and I'm going to make them beat me. And so far, his curveball is fantastic. His changeup has made huge strides. And with his fastball, I mean, these guys, they can't beat him. He's good enough to get out from pretty much any major league hitter. And he's shown it this year, having that confidence to come in and just play his game, attack the zone. And really, I mean, so far this year, he's been the best pitcher. I don't know if he'll be... I don't th- obviously I don't think anybody can be this good all yeah. year, but I mean he's definitely he's done enough between the World Series, I mean the great World Series appearance last year and early this season that it's fairly clear that he's one of the three best starting pitchers on this team, and I, I think they're very confident riding with him, and he's finally living yeah. up to the hype of the guy that they took so highly um, in 2017. Yeah, man, I, I, you know, was just looking over his stats, man. It's like a 1.74 ERA and uh, a 0.97 WHIP. Uh, it just, just absolutely incredible stuff from Kyle Wright this year, man. And and I know, I know you guys have Freed and you got Ian Anderson, uh, but the, the other guy that I'm kind of worried about, man, is Charlie Morton. Uh, what is the, what's the deal with Charlie? I know he had the injury last year. Um, is it is it kind of time to start worrying and or maybe move on from Charlie or what's the deal, man? I think Morton will be fine. Okay. Uh, I think one of the things we're seeing with him, I mean, the curveball just he hasn't seemed to have a great feel for his curveball earlier, mm-hmm. early in the season. If you look at his last start, the last three and two thirds innings, he was fantastic, and mm-hmm. he really seemed to start be starting to get back. And I think. As much as they say, oh, he was fine from the injury, he's back, he's ready, this is a 38-year-old coming off a major injury who had a shortened spring training. I just don't think he was fully ready physically for the beginning of the season. And I think it's going Mm -hmm. to take maybe an extra month more than it would normally take for him to really get into his stride and start throwing that curveball the way he needs to throw it. Because that's the thing. I mean, for Morton... If the curveball is on, he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. If it's not, he's not very good. And right now, the curveball hasn't been very great. And that's a pitch that he, it's just going to take time for him to get the deal back for. I'm I'm not worried about him for the remainder of the season. I think come, you know, I think come middle of May, beginning of June, he's going to be just fine. He's going to be the Charlie Morton of old. It, mm-hmm. it, it's hard to come back from injuries like that and yeah. just immediately come in and succeed, and especially coming off of shortened spring training so yeah. it, it's one of those things that you just have to ride it out for a while and let Morton be Morton and figure this stuff out I mean he's a veteran he knows what he's doing out there and I don't think that he's going to be get um I don't think that he's going to get down on himself because he had a few bad starts yeah man uh, I I was definitely that's that's kind of the route I was going it just it just looked like he wasn't a hundred percent healthy just yet and then that shortened spring training um Man, but hey, I know he's going to get back there, and that Atlanta Braves pitching staff, man, is absolutely electric. Uh, one guy I want to ask you about, though, Garrett, is is what's the what's the deal with Mike Soroka, man? Is there uh, what's the word on him? I, I know he's had a rough go the past couple of years, man. 
heard much from him. I know mm-hmm. uh, Justin Toscano of AJC uh, the other day posted an article that included him, and they were saying, you know, the Braves are still looking at him as a starter, and they're planning on bringing him back as a starter. Mm. They just, I think they just have to be patient with him. I don't know if it's going to be this year. I think he's probably going to get quite a while at AAA because he hasn't really pitched in two years. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he's going to be that guy this year. What I know of Soroka, knowing him as a person and as a player, I mean, he's incredibly smart. He's a very hard worker, and he has great stuff, great command and everything. It's going to take some time to get all of that back. But I'm not... You always worry a guy about a guy with major injuries like that. I mean, mm-hmm. there's always that shot that he's just never the same. That, that's the way the game goes. But a guy like Soroka, with what he's good at, you know, as he can blow out that Achilles a hundred times and his mind is still the same. He, he's still just as smart. He still has the same approach. And that's the thing that makes Soroka great. And so I think it will take time. And I don't think that he's going to be that guy this year. I don't think that he's going to step in and turn this rotation around. But I do think that he is a guy that come next year, he's going to get another shot. And if anybody can do it, I think Soroka can do it. Mm, man, love to hear that, Garrett. Hopefully he gets back. Man, I know he's had a tough go uh, with the Achilles and stuff, man, I, and uh, we're we're really rooting for him. Uh, but, man, Garrett, I want to ask you, man, you got the Brewers coming into town for three games this weekend. What, what do you feel like is going to happen, man? Uh, I, I know it, the Brewers got that pitching staff, but can, they, can the Atlanta offense get it going, and can they, can they put the damage to Milwaukee? You kind of have to hope that what they did at the end of the Met series carries over and they can start hitting. Mm-hmm. That's a tough, with a scuffling offense, that is a really, really tough team to go in and face. And I'm not 100% sure, I mean, what you're going to get out of them. It's just, you know, they don't even really know who Friday's starter is going to mm-hmm. be yet. Um, and so it's going to be a tough series for them. Uh, I, I, I mean, they're not going to come in there and get swept, I don't think, but it, it's going to be a battle to get, you know, to come in and win that series with the way they've played so far. I want to have confidence in them, and I think overall this is a very good team. It's just they're kind of struggling to find an identity right now. And, mm-hmm. I mean, they handled the Brewers just fine last year in the playoffs, and they handled them fairly well throughout the season. Uh, so it's a team that they know well. They know these pitchers. Uh, and I think that they're going to be just fine, but I don't it's going to be a pitcher's duel throughout and they're going to have to rely on that pitching staff and that bullpen that's been very very good this year to keep them in games and hope that they can score enough runs to succeed and I, it's going to be a tough series it, it's going to be a low scoring series all throughout and it's going to kind of come down to who can get the hit in the right spot to take over some wins mm, man uh <laughs> I love to hear that, Garrett. That was a hell of a breakdown right there, man. Uh, one thing I, I want to ask you before I let you get out of here, I got a couple things I want to ask you, man. Uh, with the with the Mets surging uh, up at the top, and you know we know we did they did it last year. Uh, where do you see this Braves team finishing up, man? Do, can they can they win the NL East again? I don't think that they're going to miss the playoffs altogether. Okay. For what it's worth, I mean, you know, with the playoff field expanding and this team's too talented to consistently lose like they have been yeah. it's going to be tough to chase down the Mets I mean the Mets are the Mets and they've been <laughs> doing this whole win and then completely blow it at the end of the year thing for a yeah. while now and so you've got to have a lot of confidence in this team overcoming you know a six 
game deficit is not easy mm-hmm. for any team, even this early in the season. And the Braves have to do, they have to get these guys that are struggling, like Morton and like, um, you know, like Morton, like Albies, they have to get these guys going and start to win games soon. I think the thing is, I think that they are the most talented team in the in at least. And as long as they can do what they did in New York this weekend and take care of business within the division, I think they're going to be just fine. They're going to have a lot of ground to overcome, but right now, getting Acuna back is a huge boost to this team. And mm-hmm. Olsen seems to be getting going again. That's a huge boost to this team. Austin Riley has just been absurdly good for two years now, and that's a guy that's going to continue to drive this team. They're going to definitely get into the postseason. I have really no doubts about that. And I think that this team is built with the pitching staff to continue to succeed in the postseason. Mm-hmm. The division's going to be a tight race. I think going, it's going to be a tight race like it was last year. I, I don't yeah. think that they're going to get completely put out of you know contention by August where they don't have a chance. But I don't think that they're going to just come back and immediately you know, take four or five games over the Mets and cruise to finish line. Both teams are going to help. Both teams are going to go on their streets. They're going to have some swings back and forth. These are two really great teams that have a lot of history, and it's going to be some fun matchups. And it's ultimately going to come down to those one-on-one matchups. Who comes out on top? If the Braves come in and win, you know, 11 or 12 of their matchups with the Mets, suddenly Mm -hmm. they're going to be fine. If they lose 11 or 12 of their matchups, then it's a problem. And they looked really good against the Mets for a couple of those games in New York. Mm-hmm. And if they can continue that momentum, I think that they're going to start cutting into that deficit pretty soon. Yeah, Garrett, man, love to hear that. The Braves, uh, I, I got them. I, I got them in the wild card spot, man. Like you said, I, I don't see them missing the playoffs. The roster is just too talented. The pitching staff, too talented. And, uh, Unfortunately, I do have the Mets winning the NL East uh, with Degrom coming back and everything. Man, I just if they stay healthy, um, I, I think that uh, they're in it to to win the division. But man, I really like the Braves, uh, and and I really really enjoyed you coming on. But one thing I want to ask you before I let you out of here, Garrett, is man, I'm going up to Atlanta, like I mentioned earlier. What what are some what are some big things for me to do up there around the around the stadium? I've been up there once, but it was just for a night, and and then I had to come right back, man. Uh, I need to know a couple things that I need to go do up there. Oh, I mean, the main thing is you got to get up there early and and spend time in the battery because they've done a fantastic job with that stadium, with mm-hmm. inside and outside of that stadium. I mean, it's one of the best in the league. I mean, they've done a ton of development up there and it's a fantastic place to go watch a game uh parking's a little bit of a, a disaster at times but that's kind of how it is with sports stadiums especially in this area but you know getting up there for a game i mean you got to get up there early and you got to enjoy it because it's it, it's about the with the braves it's about the whole game day experience you know don't show up mm-hmm. at game time and just watch a three-hour game you know get up there a couple hours early walk around the battery get something to eat because it's a fantastic overall venue to go visit. Man, love that Garrett. Man, uh, I, I'm a Nats fan. Uh, been a been a been a Nats fan for a little while. I was a Bryce Harper guy, man. And then he, you know, he went to Philly, and I like to travel around and, and go to some parks, man. And, and that uh, that truest 
it it's it's incredible man uh it's it's definitely one of the better ones i've been to it knocks nats park out I, I just smooth out out of the arena man it's not even close that truest is is very special but garrett man uh like i said earlier man i appreciate you coming on and and i'd like to ask that to have you back uh maybe around the all-star break and we could recap the the braves first half and then maybe talk a little bit about the second half how do you feel about that Hey, that sounds good to me. I have fun, and I'd love to come on and talk a little bit again. Yeah, Gary, hey, before before I let you go, real quick, I forgot to ask you, man, could you drop a Twitter handle for us or some social media uh, handles? Yeah, the only social media I use is my Twitter account. It's Braves, M-I-L-B, mm-hmm. Braves, M-I-L-B, mm-hmm. um, and that's me. I mean, been running that account for a while now, and it's been a good – if you're into the minor league system, it's – definitely the place to go for Braves content mm-hmm. I, I do a lot of that but that's kind of if you're not a if you're not a big minor leagues guy I might get a little bit annoying to you <laughs> no man hey hey we're all Braves country down here man all my buddies they 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 follow your stuff and and they that they, they wanted these questions asked man and uh and Garrett I really appreciate you coming on man and I can't wait to have you back and uh yeah man I'm, I'm really excited about it but we'll talk soon Garrett yeah absolutely thank you for having me on and i'm looking forward to coming back all right man wow y'all garrett spain milb for the atlanta braves there he is he broke everything you wanted to hear down matt olson to freddie freeman uh dansby is he coming back is he going uh who could replace him he he broke down two guys Braden Shoemake and, and Vaughn Grissom down in down in the farm system. He even talked about Michael Harris, gave a prediction there. Drew Waters, uh, hey, he, he broke it down step by step. Man, we talked about this electric Atlanta Braves pitching staff. And, guys, dude's an incredible guest, man. I absolutely love doing this stuff. It, it's just – it's getting these guys on and just hearing about how long they've been doing this and uh, them covering their teams. It's just absolutely incredible, man. Uh, really, really good stuff, and, and I really enjoy it. Guys, if you could, I'll make sure you check out uh, votenappies.com. Uh, I'm, an, I'm an award finalist this year for the Nappy Awards for Best Local Podcast. All you got to do is go to votenappies.com, go to the media section, scroll down to the Best Local Podcast, and you can vote once a day until May 29th at midnight. So, guys, I'd really appreciate that. If you could, go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, leave a review, a rating, whatever you want to do, subscribe. We'd really appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, guys, once again. This has been another episode of the Uptempo Podcast, and I'll catch you on the next one. I'm out. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.